The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you really know the connection between your teeth and the rest of your health? Did you know that problems in your body can affect your teeth and vice versa? If you have silver fillings, what could they be doing to present a toxic environment to your system? Welcome to the Tooth Body Connection with Dr. Don Ewing. In this program, you'll learn about precautions and safe practices in order to keep your teeth and the rest of your body at safe and healthy levels of life. Now, here is Dr. Don Ewing. Yes, this week I'm super excited because I have one of my favorite people as a guest, Dr. Louisa Williams. I want to uh, remind everyone that I started off in dentistry years ago, got out of dentistry and got into emergency medicine and then into more of an alternative bent, only to come back to dentistry to find out that dentistry and what you have in your mouth and, and what you don't have in your mouth can really impact your health. As years went by, I took over as executive director for the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine, which are a group of practitioners that get that. They understand that what's in your mouth can really impact your health and that maybe you don't need a prescription because it might be something that could be simply taken care of by changing out a material that's in your mouth. This group of physicians and dentists really strives to go above the standard of care to take care of their patients. We, we strive as an organization to reach out and educate not only practitioners, but the lay people. And that's really what this show is about, is to connect with lay people all over the world to have them listen to individuals that they wouldn't have access to, like our speaker today. Today, I'd like to introduce to you Dr. Louisa Williams. She teaches, and oh my gosh, if you ever have the privilege of listening to her, she really breaks it down where anybody can understand what she's talking about. So I'm super excited for her to take on this topic today. She's also an author. She wrote this fantastic book that if you've never seen it before, you need to get it in your hands. It's called Radical Medicine. She's also tightly affiliated with the Weston A. Price organization, and she's certified in our organization as a practitioner. So she completely gets the tooth-body connection, which is what we're talking about. Dr. Louisa Williams is not only a chiropractor, but a naturopath, and she practices naturopathic medicine in Austin, Texas. So Louisa, I really want to hear how you got started going from the traditional world into the alternative world first. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, Don. I really appreciate that very nice introduction. Uh, so way back when, um, I was into psychology. I would got my master's at Purdue in counseling psychology. And then, you know, going to health food stores and reading Adele Davis and back in those old days, 
you know, the question was, is it the body or the mind? So I started getting into, you know, are you depressed because you don't have enough B12 or because you're truly depressed because of an emotional issue? And that led me into chiropractic college and then eventually into naturopathic college. So at some point, were you connected as far as teaching with Dietrich? Yeah, we taught, let's see, I started getting interested in focal infections in naturopathic college in Seattle in the 80s and 90s, and (laughs) going down memory lane here, and then we met at your uh, organization, our organization, International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine, when Dr. Arana was running it. And then we compared notes because we, it was this amazing kismet. We both had a background in diagnosing focal infections and kinesiology, energetic testing to get more information on the patient. So we combined our knowledge and started teaching in America and Europe and and developed an energetic testing technique uh, called neural kinesiology. He calls it autonomic response testing today. And um, it just really helps get more information from the patient besides the standard history exam, uh, x-rays, laboratory tests. Yes. So I, I, I just used uh, Dr. Klinghart's first name and didn't uh, give all of it. So sorry for those that are, um, don't know who I was talking about. Dr. Dietrich Klinghart. And then you went on to refine that technique of of muscle testing. And I'll call it muscle testing only because more people are familiar with the term muscle testing than they are applied kinesiology. And so yours is actually called something different. Yes, so I still love to do muscle testing. I do it all the time. But my main umbrella type, technique is called matrix reflex testing and what that uh, what that test it's an arm length test is it's an energetic electromagnetic field analysis to determine what's going on in the connective tissue because the connective tissue that watery ocean inside us the extracellular fluid and we're mostly water is even more sensitive and more um uh specific than even the nervous system with muscle testing. So that's my main technique, um, matrix reflex testing or MRT, but I still love to, to check the muscles, you know, pre and post treatment to see the before and after results. And so what was actually um, your idea in writing radical medicine? Yeah, I'm glad I chose that word radical, even though sometimes people think, what does that word mean? Because I'm using the original Latin root radical uh, coming from radix or root, uh, the original cause. So to this day, I'm still happy with that term, radical medicine, because I found even among holistic practitioners, as you know, Dawn, a lot of them don't even look in the mouth. They don't go deeper. If somebody comes in with left hip pain, they'll, you know, an allopath, a conventional medical doctor will give NSAIDs or steroids or anti-inflammatories. And even our colleagues will often just jump into curcumin or 
you know, extra vitamin C or exercise without going to the deeper question, what's the true diagnosis? What's the root? What's the radical cause of that? And, of course, you and I would immediately go to the left side of the mouth and see if there's an ipsilateral dental focus causing that. Yes, and, and for those of you that have an opportunity to look at this book or to read it, you would be shocked that it's not a dentist that's written this book. I mean, honestly, I don't know where you were able to ascertain so much information and not have gone through dental school. Because when I, I looked through here, I thought, gosh, she knows more than I know in certain areas, which is um it's a great book. It's very, very detailed, and it's well-written for both a layperson and for a practitioner. I, re- I really appreciate that about the book. Oh, thank you so much. So how can they get a hold of a copy? Uh, well, nowadays they just go to Amazon, and that's, of course, everybody knows, the cheapest, <laughs> the cheapest way to buy it. So just go to Amazon and Google Radical Medicine. It's available. Okay, and you have a web, you have a couple of websites actually. Could you go ahead and give us some contact information because as the show goes through, I want to make sure people are able to get in touch with you. Oh, okay. So my website is radicalmedicine.com and you can link onto my book and then onto Amazon. You can also link onto a book called The 5 Dental Cavitation Days. That's a little ebook for $10. And that's my most current uh, information on what I suggest pre and post um, when you do have to get a tooth extracted and have it pulled correctly, which we call cavitation surgery, and also all the other information about root canals and wisdom teeth and uh, all those other questions that we, we probably will talk about today. So uh, radicalmedicine.com is uh, that website, and I'm just moved to Austin from California this year, and so my new website in Austin is austinnaturopathicmedicine.com. Okay. And then if they need to send an email, uh, how could they get in touch with you? Either, either one, in, info at radicalmedicine.com or info at austinnaturopathicmedicine.com. Okay. And can you tell us the name of the ebook again? The ebook is the five uh, dental cavitation surgery days. Okay, all right. Um, the information that she has in that book oftentimes is helpful if someone can't get to a biological dentist. Um, it's a little frustrating when you're having a tooth taken out and you're trying to tell a dentist how to clean out that site. But if you have that information, it may spare you some of the things that we're going to talk about in, in just a couple of minutes. We are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're actually going to talk about dental focal infections. And we want to talk about the importance of correctly diagnosing these, and we also want to talk about how to treat these areas. So you're going to be really interested to find out some of the information that we have, and we should be back right after this break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso. 
which busts through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti-aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show and Tell with host Shelly Hancock. We'll bring you the top-rated skincare products and treatments tested by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers. We'll motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you ready for a real, fact-based show about alternative and natural approaches to health? Listen for Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Drs. Jim and Janine Fox. We're not about the latest health fads. We're about proven methods from real patients and real situations. Each week's show is an eye-opening look behind the scenes of real health. Live Healthy, Be Healthy can be heard live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. If you want to find a dentist that gets it, then I'm going to encourage you to go to our website, which is iabdm.org. That's International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine, group of dentists and physicians that understand the connection of the tooth and the body. Today, we are speaking with Dr. Louisa Williams. And Louisa, if you would give us a really good definition of what a dental focal infection is. Okay, great. I mean, that's that's important to define these terms because uh, due to the in, over-influence and, you know, over-control of allopathic medicine in the 20th century, we've basically largely lost the information on this important subject. So a focal infection is an area of chronic yet often relatively silent inflammation and or infection that normally causes no localized symptoms but triggers symptoms elsewhere in the body. So most common, uh, most commonly focal infections are dental and tonsil focal infections. So for example, you may have like a wisdom tooth socket that feels a little inflamed, a little hot, a little painful slightly from time to time, but never erupts into a full-blown infection. And you wouldn't pay much attention to that socket because you just think, oh, it's nothing. But that could be a silent, dormant, chronic infection that's causing stress in your body. Now, this is not a new term. This is not something that you came up with. This is something that's been around for a long time. 
It has. I mean, the 1800s and the 1900s, the turn of the 20th century was an amazing time. And uh, Dr. E.C. Rose now, who's one of our heroes, he was an incredible researcher uh, at the turn of the century. He later worked for the Mayo Institute, and uh, he researched these focal infections. Dr. Weston Price, which a lot of people know nowadays through the Institute, uh, also did meticulous research on dental focal infections and um, found that they were very, very toxic. Now, and allopathic physicians do recognize some of these because you'll see in some of the peer review articles maybe uh, an article about a dental abscess and, and somebody had a problem with their brain. And, and they'll recognize it. It's just that they don't look for it on a regular basis. Not on, yeah, not on a regular basis. And like, like, for example, Boyd's Pathology, that big old textbook, I think in the 1980s edition, a dental focus was defined in there. But more recent uh, uh, text uh, editions don't, don't have that clearly. So it's not something you learn in medical school anymore. But if you um, go to your dental journals and go to your library and look in the late 1800s, early 1900s, you'll find there was just, it was an amazing time of, of these pioneer uh, dental focal infection experts curing all kinds of disease, heart disease, paralysis, eye diseases, anxiety, schizophrenia, depression, you name it, by uh, clearing uh, dental focal infections, by extracting toxic teeth that were, that where the bacteria generated from them was metastasizing to different parts of the body. Okay, so those are some of the symptoms, but there are many more. Can you give us some examples of uh, some other things that you've seen in your practice? Yeah, well, I mean, it can be anywhere. And, and you know, another term we may want to throw out is the, the focus, the dental, the dental or tonsil focal infection is the cause. And then what we call the disturbed field is often the symptom. So like I said, like a left hip pain would be a disturbed field. Somebody would go to, to many different doctors, acupuncturists, et cetera, get treatment for that left hip pain, that right shoulder pain, et cetera, when the problem could be in their mouth and often is. Uh, chronic heart disease is very commonly known. It's even been in Merck's manual for many, many years that we, you know, we recognize the bacteria metastasize. They travel from the mouth to the heart valves. They travel to the joints. They love these warm places where streptococcus bacteria can just thrive in the body. So synovial, uh, synovial uh, fluids and synovial joints um, can cause rheumatoid arthritis. Heart valves, mitral valve prolapse is a fairly common diagnosis. Bacteria love to live in the heart valves. The um, kidney glomeruli is another place streptococcus bacteria like to live and they also like to travel very directly into the brain and in the old days they called this you know Korea nowadays we call it Tourette's ADD, ADHD, PANDAS, memory loss, etc. So this bacteria can travel to any place in the body. Yeah I think what's interesting is when someone comes in with prolapsed mitral valve and their cardiologist 
says they have to have a prophylactic antibiotic before they can get their teeth cleaner, before they can have surgery. So, again, regular medicine does recognize that the mouth is one of the nastiest places. They come in yeah. with a new hip or a knee replacement, and, again, their um, orthopedic surgeon wants them to take an antibiotic before they get their teeth cleaned or before they have surgery. And yet, when the person is not flossing on a regular basis and then they have some kind of a trauma, they're introducing that bacteria into their blood system just like they would if they got their teeth cleaned. Absolutely. There's definitely bacteremia in the blood. And, it, and you know, we do need to uh, use holistic measures even after dental cleaning to make sure that we really handle the bacteria that's released from dental procedures. And also a good thing to bring up now is that important change in April 2007 when the American Heart Association and the American Dental Association said, whoops, (laughs) we made a mistake. After 56 years, we have found that the standard of care of antibiotic prophylaxis taking antibiotics before dental cleaning and drilling for patients with any history of cardiac disease doesn't really prevent endocarditis or bacteria going to the heart valves and rheumatic fever. So they didn't say sorry, though. I found that amazing. But mitral valve prolapse, rheumatic heart disease, um, even congenital heart conditions, antibiotics are no longer recommended for. They're, they're still recommended for the first two years after joint replacement or if you have a cardiac transplant or something serious like that. But those of you that are listening that have had to take antibiotics all these years and have terrible gut dysbiosis as a result of that, um, you know, you need to uh, Google this information and bring it into your dentist to let him or her know that you no longer have to take antibiotics afterwards. Right. So when we're talking about some of these toxic teeth, it could be a tooth or it could be where there is no tooth whatsoever. The tooth was taken out Mm -hmm. and the area where the tooth was, the bone, still has an infection in the bone or um, or there's dead bone that's there. It it could be completely necrotic but not have bacteria there. There's just no blood flow there and because energy can't go through there, it creates a blockage. Can you talk about those? Yeah, and and that's due to uh, dentists not being trained in medical school to do a good and thorough job when they extract a tooth. So, you know, as you know, conventional extractions, they just, the dentist pulls out, the surgeon pulls out the tooth, trying to be kind to the patient, tries to do it in as efficient a manner and as quick a manner as possible, sews it up, and you're out of there. But actually what uh, he should be doing is cleaning, is pulling the tooth, extracting the tooth, cleaning out all the periodontal ligament, taking a tool and checking to make sure there's no dead bone in there, and if there is, to drill out all the dead bone. Because when you do it and you clean it all up, beautifully the osteoblast in the area proliferate and increase normal healthy bone, and within three months, that socket has filled in beautifully with healthy bone. But if they don't clean it out properly, just like a wound, it it won't fill in right, and it'll always be a dental focus. 
Yeah, and I, I, I love being on my end of it because I get to see some of the befores and afters. So it's it's truly amazing when someone comes in and they have a finger that won't bend or they have uh, a hip that is incredibly painful or they can't yeah. see out of an eye and surgically this area is cleaned up or a tooth is removed and some of these cases are instant in the chair their yeah. finger starts to move or, or they regain vision in an eye. And, I mean, literally the staff is in, in tears. Yeah, I know. It, it is incredible. And, again, I just, I'm so glad this information, I mean, this is kind of our, uh, the second uh, pioneering days of focal infection research because we're finally, you know, we're bringing it out again because all of this information got buried in the 1950s when the field of endodontics came along and root canals started being done a lot and antibiotics were invented. And so antibiotics can cover up an infection for a long time. Uh, but what we need to do is diagnose exactly what's going on in, those, in these teeth and not just throw an antibiotic in as a prescription. Right. So you used a term that some people may not be familiar with, an osteoblast, which helps build bone, and osteoclasts mm-hmm. break down bone. And so yeah. sometimes we see these areas um, or these cells are um, interfered with when they take something like uh, bisphosphonate. Yeah. And it, it creates some of these energetic blockages. It creates some of these cavitations in the jawbone, jawbone necrosis. Yeah. So it, and, it's and- more than just having a tooth taken out. Is that correct? Absolutely. And those women that are on those osteoporosis drugs, dentists, I think it's pretty well propagated now, but dentists have to be very careful because the bone actually gets more brittle and fragile on those bones. It's on those medications. And it's, it's not an answer at all. There's a lot of holistic things you can do for osteoporosis, mainly exercise and good nutrition. Yeah, so we want to stress that as well. It, you know, it may not be an area where a tooth was taken out that is the fault of a dentist taking it out. It could be a prescription that you're taking. Um, we're going to take another short break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about how you would be able to uh, talk to a dentist about diagnosing these different areas because there are many different ways to diagnose these areas, and they're not the conventional way that you would think of just running in and having an x-ray taking and and somebody being able to see these areas because, as Dr. Williams said, some of these are energetic disturbances that don't show up in the traditional type of testing that's done. And so when she talked about earlier the types of muscle testing um, that she was teaching for years and still teaching now. And as far as like in my practice where we use EAV, which is another form of doing energy testing, these are adjunctive to having the traditional uh, x-rays taken. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're really going to focus in, no pun intended, on the um, ways to diagnose these different disturbances. So we'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. How is your health? 
Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Transformational healing includes energy medicine as well as hands-on healing. Tune in every week to Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow. If you want to know more about the business and science of energy fields, chakras, and the medical and spiritual community, join our expert guests as we work together to bring you closer to your personal health vision. Transformational Healing is heard live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. We are so lucky today and really very privileged to have Louisa Williams with us. And if you're listening to the show and you would like to get the book that she spoke of earlier, either The Radical Medicine, which is a huge book. It's, uh, it's more information than you could ever absorb in a lifetime. Or The Five Dental Cavitation Surgery Days, which is the ebook. I'm going to encourage you to go to RadicalMedicine.com. R-A-D-I-C-A-L medicine.com or you could go to Austin naturopathic medicine.com or you can email Dr. Williams at info at radical medicine.com. Today, our word of the day is going to be radical. So now you know it's not crazy. It really means the root of something. And uh, we're going to get back to speaking with Dr. Williams, and we're going to try to hone in on what type of uh, diagnostic tools would be helpful to accurately diagnose whether you have a wisdom tooth that's been removed and it's a dental focus, or whether you have a root canal tooth, or maybe you have a tooth that died. It's dead, and you didn't think it was causing a problem at all, and yet because energy can't go through there and because that flesh is breaking down inside the tooth and it's become necrotic, it's actually creating a disturbance in the energy field. So, Louisa, I'm going to turn it back over to you, and if you'll um, go over some of the diagnostic tools for us. Yeah, and it's just you know always good to remember the basics that you learn in medical school, right? History, history, history. So... In homeopathy, we have an expression, never well since. 
So it's not always clear with dental focal infections, but if you do a careful history, you're always asking, when did you start feeling bad? When did this happen? When did you get that crown? When did you get that tooth pull? And sometimes the history can be very clear. I've never been well since, ever since I had you know, that particular dental work done, and, you know, or even five months later or six months later because it, it can take time to, uh, to get into a particular inflammatory infection type state where it causes symptoms. Um, the other thing we mentioned were ipsilateral symptoms. So everybody remember that, especially joints. That's so easy. If you have right shoulder pain and right hip pain, think about a tooth or left knee pain or, you know, left shoulder pain. Think about a tooth first before you, you know, take a lot of anti-inflammatory drugs that will just tear up your gut lining over time and give you ulcers and gastritis. So ipsilateral symptoms are very clear. Um, Another thing I just wanted to mention is that um, we always want to take into mind the galvanic effects of different metals in the mouth. So galvanism is when you create a current, right? Well, again, the dentists learn dental galvanism. It's in their dental dictionary in med school, but somehow in dental school, but somehow they just don't carry it out in practice. So you're seeing dentists all the time putting a gold crown on a mercury filling or putting a PFM crown, a porcelain crown, on a mercury filling. And PFM means porcelain fused to metal. The porcelain looks great on the outside, but the sleeve, the shoulder underneath, is um, often with nickel. Not always, but often a stainless steel nickel combination. Nickel is carcinogenic and allergenic. So you have a lot of mixed metals in the mouth when you go to a conventional dentist. Again, with that ipsilateral relationship, just make sure that you're not losing a tooth when you don't need to if it's just simply a galvanic focus. I've seen a lot of those. And all you do is clear up the metals. And over time, it may not be instant, but you know, because it's been there so long, but over time, shoulder, hip, knee, et cetera, pain will improve. Okay, so a traditional x-ray really kind of makes something uh, three-dimensional into something flat. So we're at a disadvantage, and that is what is traditionally taught in, in most of the schools. I don't know yeah. any of the, I don't know that the schools are not teaching the 3D cone beam now, but it, it's a little difficult making that transition into the digital wor- world even. Um, yeah. no, no longer holding a film up in the air to look at it. You have to look at it on, an ex- you know, on a monitor. Um, but I, I know from my own experience when we were talking about this at break that it used to be when I would pick up something as an energetic disturbance and I would encourage the person to go to a dentist and I would give explicit instructions about what I found, I would get laughed at. Now, once the tooth was taken out, they would see a ridiculous cyst at the tip of the root and go, oh, I wonder how she found that. And, and now that we have those 3D cone beams, we have more surgeons, more dentists that are actually scrutinizing the films and, and saying, oh, wow, I see something that looks possibly pathological at the tip of the root. Maybe that tooth needs to be re-root canaled, or maybe, maybe they need an apicoectomy. But yeah. in my mind, I don't know what yours is, but I can well imagine, that is not going to take care of the problem if you could remove a little more of the infection. It's like taking a little bit of the cancer out. Right, right. 
Well, I know. And I mean, you know, often along those lines, what I'll tell a patient is uh, when I'm just getting them trying to understand this whole field is I'll start, I will start with an apical x-ray, you know, of the root of the tooth. And if that is positive, then you know surgery is necessary, you know, or of the socket. And then if that doesn't show, it's great to have these cone beams, these com- computed tomography, uh, you know, 3D scans nowadays to, to see much deeper than we have before. But even with them, that we have some flaws because when we're talking about energy, so for those that are not uh, familiar with muscle testing, and we'll just break it down to the basic muscle testing, uh, when you are able to hold your arm out and stay strong when someone is applying resistant pressure to it versus someone putting something in in your energy field and you're still trying to hold your arm out straight, but you can't. You just physically cannot hold your arm up. In Can you give us a brief description of how that gives you a diagnosis that there's something wrong in a particular area? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, again, with the epilateral relationship, sometimes you'll find a lot of muscles related to that to that tooth and the meridian organ relationships that that tooth affects. So um, definitely you know something's wrong, and I think, you know, Don, that's the beauty of energetic testing is that we're able to get to really complex issues because the question can often be, is it visceroodonton or odonton visceral? In other words, is it a tooth organ issue or is it an organ tooth relationship if it's a tooth it's not obviously a problem there's no obvious x-ray signs sometimes we can't forget that it can be somebody that eats sugar all the time and it's a pancreatic reflex into the tooth and um causing chronic stress and inflammation. So on those borderline cases, we can do tremendous good by telling the patient, you need to go on a clean diet, you know, really reduce sugar, stop doing your dairy or gluten or whatever allergy you have, and let's see in three weeks if that inflammation in that tooth reduces. So it's always important to bring up both sides of that, you know, that um, relationship. Yeah, you, sometimes when an electrician comes into your home and or you're taking your car in for repair and they do electronic diagnoses on it, they will yeah. find things before they actually manifest. Yeah. And, and I think that's part of the beauty when you're doing um, energy testing is that you're able to pick up on those real subtle changes because energy happens before the chemistry happens. Absolutely, and that is the beauty of energetic testing is you're getting, you know, that preventive medicine functioning in the office right away. Uh, Dr. Kaur, Erwin Kaur, who was a Ph.D. in osteopathic colleges for years, brilliant reflex um, analysis and, and an expert on the autonomic nervous system, he found a viscerosomatic reflex in the upper thoracic, in that upper back, using his electrodermal meter many, many years ago. And he kept finding with his derm ohm meter that there was stress over those upper thoracic, which is correlated with heart disease because those nerves go to the heart. And he found in one subject that um, they tested positive three weeks before before a heart attack. 
So we do the same thing with our energetic testing. When we find a problem, we're always diagnosing now. Again, the radical cause. What's the root? Is it the organ? Is it the vertebrae? Is it the tooth? Is it the diet? You know, what's causing this? Where can you put your time and money most efficiently? Yes, and if you all want to go back and listen to the show that we did on meridians, we really tightly connected how each one of those teeth are related to a different organ in your body. So um, just to kind of make sure that we're clear on some terms, when we talk about ipsilateral, it's on the same side. When you talk about contralateral, it's on the opposite side. So generally, when we find a problem with, uh, let's say, tooth number 30. It's on the lung and large intestine, and we find a problem in that area. If there were a spot on the x-ray, we would expect it would be on the right side. Now, sometimes things jump off of the meridian and become right. pandemic, uh, where they become a, a pan focus, and, they, and it just completely creates chaos through the whole body. Yes, true. But are there other ways to go in and try to uh, accurately diagnose these lesions? Um, again, I mean, I think the history, the energetic testing, um, and the x-rays are primary. You can't really depend on blood tests. They're just too general. You know, you can have high lymphocytes, you can have, you know, depressed neutrophils over time, but lab tests really don't help us that much with, um, you know, with chronic focal infections. Okay, so that's good to know. So if a, a dentist told someone that they saw a cavitation on a two-dimensional x-ray, that may mm-hmm. or may not be so because sometimes they're hard to see. They are, they are. But if a good biological dentist uh, diagnosis, and and as you, you know, Don, you and I can of course diagnose it now. If we see a radiolucency, if we see a black hole uh, at the little black ball at that root, that is clearly a focal infection. And patients might say, you know, can we save the tooth? And I say, no. When it's visible on a regular X-ray, it's already got so much. Um, bone degeneration and gangrene, you know, infection in there that, you know, you have to sacrifice that tooth in order to save your body and the related organs. Yes, and I just used a term cavitation that I want to make sure that I clarify. These cavitations are voids in the bone. Think of it like a cavity, but it's not a cavity in a tooth. It's just a a void of bone uh, and energy can't go through that particular area. And if it's really small, then you can't see it on an x-ray. But if it's huge and you have a great deal of bone loss, then you will be able to image that on a, on a film, and most people can pick it up then. Yeah, so then the diagnosis is clear. We're about to take another break, but I want to make sure that everyone knows we have a meeting coming up in October in Nashville the 8th through the 11th. So if you're a practitioner listening and you'd like to join our group, find out more information about biological dentistry and medicine, we encourage you to come to the meeting on our Thursday. We'll have a biological hygiene as well as a biological dental running tandem together to get those two groups focused and working together. And then we'll really be getting back to our roots in nutrition and dentistry with Weston Price sending Sally Fallon uh, Morell to talk to us about how important 
dentistry needs to participate with more nutrition and get on board with that. So we'll be right back in just a minute. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Tooth Body Connection. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Dr. Don at drdon.net. That's drdon at drdon.net. Now, back to the Tooth Body Connection. Today we've been talking about the importance of accurately diagnosing areas called dental focal infections. Those areas could be areas of dead bone. They could be a vital teeth, which is a dead tooth that's never had anything done to it, just one that died on its own, or could be a root canal tooth. It could be areas in a jawbone that died because of maybe some prescription medication that you, you have taken. So what we wanted to do was describe what some of those symptoms were, which we went over earlier, and then some of the ways to accurately find those areas in the jaw. And now what we'd like to do is talk about some treatment for those areas. So now you've gone in and you found out that where a wisdom tooth was taken out created a problem for you. So I'm going to use myself as an example for part of this segment. I had chronic migraines that at one point in time I had a migraine for 90 days. And Mm -hmm. uh, it was horrible, absolutely horrible. Went, Went in for an MRI and was just convinced that I had brain cancer. And went to a biological dentist. Because I don't have anybody in my area that could test me, I had to really kind of go in and guess. But I had four wisdom teeth that were taken out when I was going through the dental school here in Texas. 
And uh, they created a void. They created a cavitation and filled up with a lot of nasty stuff that when we went in and cleaned them out, and I sent that off for pathology, came back osteomyelitis, which is a bacterial infection in the bone. Nobody should be mm-hmm. dealing with that. Yeah. So for, for me, it was surgery. I had to go in and have those areas surgically curated out, and then they filled in with healthy bone. So that is probably the most common thing that needs to be done. Would you agree? Absolutely. The wisdom teeth are such a problem. And it's interesting you brought up the head because uh, Dr. Gledich, our group, the IABDM, we've been foremost in asking the European dentists and doctors to come over and lecture uh, a lot. So we've really had a lot of the important European influence. <clears throat> and Dr. Gledich just used to use uh, and still does, um, a, an acupuncture needle and or an inject in the area of the wisdom teeth and treat ADD, ADHD children. He found it, uh, the wisdom teeth sockets had such an effect on the brain. Yes, yeah, so we're speaking with Dr. Louisa Williams, and Dr. Williams is a naturopath and a chiropractor practicing in Austin, Texas. And um, would you, I know that, I've, I've seen some miraculous things with neural therapy and some clearings where the person hasn't had to have necessarily uh, surgery done, but sometimes mm-hmm. those neural therapy injections are used as a diagnostic tool. Can you describe what that is? Yeah, so neural therapy, again, started in the early 1900s. Again, the turn of the 20th century was an amazing time before the suppression of allopathic medicine in the mid-20th century, but anyway, so uh, neural therapy started in Germany originally, and what it is is the injection of local anesthetic into a focal area to change the cellular environment so much that after a period of time, two to three hours, when the anesthetic wears off, that the environment had time to recoup, regenerate, have its R&R, and get healed to a certain degree. Um, you now, you can also, you don't have to inject, you can also use laser therapy. We use infrared laser. We drop um, homeopathic drops on the socket or the site and photophoretically drive in that, that very healing infrared laser into the area. So um, if you have a suspected uh, socket or dental area, you can treat it with neural therapy with or without needles and see if all the related energetic testing points get better. For example, the therapy localization to a disturbed organ or the related weak muscles, if they get stronger, then good. You've pinpointed the problem and you've also helped treat the problem. Now, what you do is you do that several times over several weeks and if the problem keeps coming up, if you have a questionable tooth, after a while you need to, you know, use more um, in-depth analysis and figure out if you have to sacrifice that tooth or not. But, yeah, like you said, Don, a lot of times you can just heal the tooth and reduce the inflammation by, you know, helping the body heal the area. Now, I don't want to give anybody any false impressions. If you have a tooth that's abscessed, and you're expecting a dentist to go in and do neural therapy. First off, most dentists won't even know what neural therapy is. But right. if you're, you're expecting that having an injection is going to heal that abscess from the necrotic tissue, that is not going to happen. Right. And, and again, the muscle testing will tell you right away because when the patient comes in next time, the same area will be weak time after time. You keep trying. You keep you know, giving it the old army try. 
and then you and the patient, you know, if it's a definite infected dental focus, you know, you have to make that decision and then send them to a good biological dentist with good pre and post cavitation support nutrition and and homeopathic remedies. I have seen uh, Dr. Jerry Boco take a topical anesthetic and paint it on a wisdom tooth site or on, actually it was on another area because the patient was having some uh, hip and leg pain and painted on just topically, just like you would be sitting in a dental chair and they're preparing you for the injection and they paint you with some topical anesthetic and the person's pain in their leg and their hip went away, which is a a signal that it's a match that, that that area is energetically disturbing your leg, kind of like in chiropractic, right? Yes, and, and, you know, Dr. Hunicke, the Hunicke brothers who developed neural kinesiology, I mean, uh, neural therapy in Germany in the early 1900s call that the lightning reaction, and it is dramatic on the table or in the chair when the symptoms re- immediately reduce because you've done something in the mouth because you've reduced that chronic, you know, inflamed and irritating nerve interference in the mouth. So if someone has to have surgery, I mean, we've exhausted everything. They've tried ozone. They've yeah. had neurotherapy and some clearings and some, some prolotherapy. Can, can you d- describe the difference between having neurotherapy and prolotherapy? Well, prolotherapy is to help joints get stronger. Prolo is an intentionally irritating injection to help uh, disturb these cells in the ligaments and tendons in order to tighten them up. So it's the kind of the opposite, in a way, of neurotherapy. Neurotherapy is to relax the air and get more circulation in, and prolotherapy is for uh, lax ligaments, mostly. Okay. So if, if they've tried everything and they have to have surgery, can you give us a, just a brief 60-second synopsis of what they need to be aware of, what they need to be listening for for the, the dentist to clean that area out? Yeah, well, you know, you've got to have a dentist understand what the word cavitation surgery means. You've got to have a dentist or surgeon. And a lot of our patients travel many miles to go find, to, to, to entrust their, um, their surgery to a good biological dentist. It's worth it. You don't want to do this halfway because if you do, you'll have to do it again. You want to do surgery once, and you want to do it correctly. You want to take pre- and post-homeopathics and nutritional supplements, and you want to be in the hands of a really good, experienced biological dentist that goes to the seminars and conferences every year and stays up on the newest research. So even if they have all this done, are, are there some things that can interfere with their healing, a protein C, protein S deficiency, clotting disorder? Yes. I mean, all of that needs to be handled and diagnosed beforehand and, and then treated appropriately, as well as when patients come to see me afterwards, I explain that, you know, I'd like to see you, if possible, a week to two weeks after surgery because... Again, the five dental days after surgery, what I'm saying is be very still, be very quiet, don't go dancing, you know, try to not vibrate or energetically disturb that clot that's healing or, you know, where you've had the surgery. But um, uh, for the five dental days, you want to just make sure you're doing everything you can to support the healing and then it's, you know, then it's cleared and you're done with it. 
I want to thank Louisa for being with us today. If you need to find a dentist, go to IABDM.org. If you want a great book, go to RadicalMedicine.com. And I hope you are listening to us next week as we are going over the importance of having compatibility testing. You certainly don't want to take out something that is a known toxin like mercury and put in something that could cause a problem for you, like maybe you start having headaches or your blood pressure goes up. So we're going to encourage you to listen next week as we talk about compatibility testing of dental materials. Until then, remember the word of the day is radical medicine. Go to austinnaturopathicmedicine.com or radicalmedicine.com or email info at radicalmedicine.com or certainly tap us on our website, iabdm.org. Thanks for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to the Tooth Body Connection. Please join your host, Dr. Don Ewing, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again about a healthy mouth and a healthy body next week.